Hey. Sound check one, two. So far, so good. Am I blowing out Danielle's ears yet? Uh, no, she hasn't put her headphones on yet. Oh, okay. I don't have a mystical. Oh. Derp a derp. It's like weird. It's like. Hey! Hang on. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're, the background noise, like for you, like there's usually like a steady buzz in the background. The buzz is actually going in and out. For me or for Scott? For Scott. For Scott. For Bob. It sounds almost like Morse code. Okay. Um, I got my times mixed up. And I'm cooking dinner. Give me a half a second to turn yeah. off the stove. Okay. Run over to my place. Okay. You know, if, if we want, Ryan. Hang up so you don't have to. Um, okay. I can attempt to uh, do it through the iPhone. Do you want to try that? Because, uh, yeah, that will help with the... If it, oh, you know, you need to give it a shot just to see what it, how it sounds... Sounds-wise, yeah. Okay, let me... So give me uh Give me a second. So, because it sounds, ahead. yeah, it sounds. I mean, it sounds okay now. Just for it was for a second there, it was just the background noise was not. Are, you, are, we, are we good? Are we? Yeah, I think we sound good. Danielle's plugging in now. See how she thinks it sounds. Hang on, she's on. Set some, setting some alarms off, and it's better than those early episodes where she's like. Yeah, seven and a half cap. Those early episodes where she's like, oh, they can't hear me in the background. She's like banging pots together. <laughs> Oh god, he is like licking the floor where his food used to be. Interesting well, I, full I day have, tomorrow, so. I, I have a, an interesting confession to make. Alright, do you want to do it on the show? I, was, I wasn't able to finish the book. Neither do we, but I've seen all the. I actually listened I've to I've seen the all the episodes very oh, recently, so iPad. it's like. He did podcasts on like each of the episodes, so it's kind of like his thoughts on them were known. I need more. So, I feel like I know like, a lot of what he was going to. It's not the same as reading it, Rye. He doesn't like read she calls, verbatim. Did you see that when she called me Rai? That was because she was mad it's at me. It's such a good book. Did you hear it's that? so funny. I was, too amused. I was just way too amused with what she said earlier. Yeah. What? She used my... I'm she, not going to say anything. She used my name, so clearly she was pissed at me. Basically, you said something that could would have made a great that's what she said joke. Oh, I did? That's why I chuckled myself. What did I'm I not, say? Not going to tell you. Oh, what did I say? I'm sorry. Uh <sighs> That's funny, because I like to make... That's what she said, jokes. I know you do, but... At work, especially, just because it's so fun. Guys, are, 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 we, are we live yet? Because I actually have a really funny one. We are not live. Okay. So, hold on. Tell Sue if you want this, this is, in the episode. This is really funny. No, we well, don't Sue. No. I don't care. It's not she about... She will edit you out saying It's that. not about me, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, where I work, there's... um. <laughs> Talking. <laughs> it's so That's funny. Hilarious. I know. It's so cute. So, so total side point, because this is me, for, the, for those who are listening to the recording, this has been edited out if Sue values Daniel's and I's friendship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that we were talking about five guys with no context. And I had five guys for the like for the first time well, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And like like with fries, soda, and a burger, it's like Sixteen dollars. What? Like, I can go to re- like I went to a rest like a local like rest like like mom and pop's cafe with my yeah. uh, friend Dustin today. And we go there a lot. I got my one like a much better burger, much better like you know homemade you know stuff for like twelve bucks or thirteen bucks or even like Red Robin's cheaper. And it's just like five guys. Why Danielle and I got well. We I, eat, we both eat there. Like if we both eat, it's like twenty bucks. I got the, I got the most expensive. Am I ordering wrong. I got I the know. most expensive burger. Danielle got the least expensive burger. Oh, yeah. We both got regular fries, and it came to like well. $50. I don't get the least expensive burger. That's the little hamburger. I get the little cheeseburger. It adds like fifty cents or. Oh, I know. Cheers. I don't know, 
Bob. I, I don't know. No, that's what Ryan gets, though. I, that's what, that's what Ryan gets. That's what I got. But that, okay, well, then, yeah. I, then I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know. Well, oh, you know what, though? We don't we don't always drinks. order drinks because we usually get it to take home, so we don't always order drinks. That might we be why. In Fresno, we have this uh, shopping area known as River Park, and uh, there's a. it's basically kind of surrounded uh, next to a movie theater um, because, you know, Fresno is so exciting that the most exciting thing to do is go to the movies. Yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of, like, small, uh, what is it called, like, various eateries. Like, there's open places, like, you can, like, so people can go anywhere they want. It's almost kind of like a food court, but it's not a food court. It's, like, a really nice food court. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. So that's why I, when I do eat Five Guys, it's usually within the context of, like, eating there. And they're so, you're right, their sodas are pricey. Yeah, well, so. I think, I mean, obviously soda everywhere is, like, expensive, and it's, like, why it's, like, basically shitty corn syrup and water. But I don't know why they charge so much. I'm going to turn on the live stream. Because even like at our favorite restaurant that we go to a lot, if we get, I don't drink soda that much, but if we Mm -hmm. get soda, it's $2.49. Like granted, it's free refills, but still like. Well, even like, um, not because I work for a a, a grocery store. I'm sure everyone remember. Um, we have like up front there, like at the registers, there are like cooler boxes. Welcome in the live stream. 16 ounces. Hello, live stream. Uh, Hello, there's 16 stream. ounces uh, uh, of soda. Yeah. And those, those are $1.89 plus CRV. So it's like roughly like 210 Yeah. Okay? You, like, and that's 16 ounces. You could literally walk like 10 steps back to the soda aisle mm-hmm. where you could get a two-liter yeah. for like a dollar. You're just paying for convenience and to have it cold. Exactly. And I'm actually... So it this really is, actually it really is ridiculous because like one of my favorite... When I do drink soda, what I usually will drink, Ryan can attest to this because he loves it too, is Virgil's Root Beer. I don't know if you guys have Virgil's, that. Yes, oh, it's so I good. Have, I've had the Virgil... I had Virgil's for the first time like a week ago, but we've sold it and I've oh. always wondered like because the, the, the packaging on it is so ridiculous. I know. It looks like this guy, so uh, yeah. like, like root beer to two children. Yes, like, I know. Marble, like, but it's so marble. good. It's like it's in heaven. It's, it's so like, good. Um, I like it. I don't know. It's not my cup of tea, though. It's I, my I well love root beer, but it's like it's really it's really sweet. It's my favorite like, root beer. Like I just think it has the most flavor beyond. Yeah, I, I can see that. I yeah. See that. So like. Every now and then, where I work, you can buy just a bottle, like just cold, if you want to drink it right away for $1.69, which I did the other day, and I'm thinking to myself, damn, it looks like I'm drinking a bottle of beer as I drive home, but whatever. <laughs> um, so you can get the bottle for $1.69, and we don't have tax on food, so that that would be the price. And a four-pack, though, is four forty-nine. So, you know, you do the math. I'm like, damn, that's a ripoff to buy just one. <laughs> but, oh, well. I really wanted it, so I bought it. We don't tax our California doesn't tax our food unless if it's service food, or uh, in the case of CRV, that's a recycling tax. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, we would. Yeah, we would have bottle deposits, but it's only five cents. Yeah, like that's usually the case too. Okay. But for some reason, in this particular instance, I don't know why they're paying like. It's 15, 20 cents more. But anyway, yeah, okay. it's funny, like, people don't realize, like, so we sell our roast history chickens, and then we sell the hot and cold. Yep. The cold ones aren't taxed. Because uh, it's not a prepared food. It's not ready to exactly. eat, or, well, it is, but it's, I did explain yeah. it to somebody who was very upset about that. Yeah, it's weird how that happened, like, the rules with that. I still remember the guy who was trying to buy food with, with um, his uh, food stamp card when I used to work at Market Basket about... 12, 13 years ago, and he bought um, lobster 
I mean, he had cooked or he had steamed. Yeah, which was now makes it a prepared food. A prepared food for whichever reason wasn't eligible under whatever he was purchasing. So he tr- yeah. he tried to like shove it in like the ice cream cake. <laughs> oh, the poor lobster! Was, well, it's already dead, and now you're shoving it with ice cream. Good advice, Hey Sue, I'm hearing every time you breathe in and out of your nose, which shouldn't be a problem, but I want you to live a long and happy life. <laughs> you might need to like redirect your. Uh, Okay. It's a new mic. It's a brand new mic. So yeah, we're, we're uh, getting used to it. So much. It's, it's a powerful. It, 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 well, remember when we first got Big Blue over here? Why do you call it Big Blue? It's gray. Yeah, but read the side of it here. Oh. Yeah, there you go. It says blue. <laughs> yeah. It does. So I have actually... No, I just have I have a message to, to say here. Um, the Rinas sent us a package. We we try and send southern items and northern items back and forth to each other. So the Rinas sent us a package in the last week or so. And in this package was, I want to make sure I'm saying this right here, it was a hog hat. It was well, it's the, razor, the Razorback. Razorback hog. It's that, the head. The, I, I know nothing about music. It's sports. like a hat. That thing? Yeah. So, That's their sports team. So the I believed that the hat was in the package because she sent Danielle. Uh, how much honey was Oh, this? it's like three pounds of Ozark honey. A lot of Ozark honey. It is so good. It's like the best honey I've ever so had. So we sent a picture to them of Danielle hugging the honey, and I was wearing the, 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 the hog hat. What? And yeah. I, and, he, and, and Mr. Rinda just wrote to me a few moments ago and said, you know, I don't believe you, you're, you're appreciating the significance of the hog hat, to which I just pointed back to him. Is that I, Bill Clinton? Yeah, well, he sent me a picture of Bill Clinton wearing the hog hat. Nice. I thought the hog hat was in the package to protect the honey. I think they sh- it was. Because th- I just thought they grabbed something from great, the hog. It is a pretty great, like, I didn't know. It, I didn't know that was a, that was a gift. I just oh, thought I that feel, was. Oh, I feel, yeah. Oh, no. I, I mean, just, that's part of their culture. The Razorbacks are huge. I get that now, but I thought it was like the newspaper they sent us no. was just there, the cushion. I thought it was a cushion. <laughs> You thought they used a hat for newspaper, huh? I know what kills me, too, is, like, so that was, like, I think it's three pounds of honey. It's a lot of honey. It's a huge jar. And I think they get it at either a local market or farmer's market. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they left the price tag on, which is funny. It was only $17. I'm like, if I I was going to buy that much honey here, it would cost me, like... $30, $40. Like, it would be so much money. Because it's made locally with local bees, you know, to to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. If I bought that here, it would be so much more money. Yeah, we got just a little jar of local honey at the plant sale this weekend. And it was 12 bucks Mm -hmm. for like a half a pint. Yeah, I know. Well, I just actually want to ask. And I love honey. Like, I love the flavor of it. And I like to bake with it. So sometimes, like, it goes fast. But I'm like, I man, I don't want to, I don't want to. Mainly because I hate bees. What? Okay. You would have no, you would have no food. Have not had this conversation. You would have no yeah. food if we there have, were no bees. I'm not sure Danielle was here for it. I don't think Danielle was Was that when she was he's, sleeping? He is, he's, uh, he's Sadie, afraid of the bees. Remember? No, and then the podcast, Sue, and uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour. I, the bees. I, I planned when I eventually take over the universe, which will happen. Mm. Okay, Sheldon. Forget war on poverty or war on drugs. It will be the war on bees. Okay, then you will have no food. I'm okay with that. No. If the human race is wiped out in the process of destroying all bees, I'm okay with it. Bob, Just bees so. are pollinators. Did you get stung as a child? No, I was never stung. Actually, uh, what? I was, the first time I was stung was when I was in high school. Okay. Yeah. As a, work, so that's one reason why. I as it. a small child, I was stung in the butt because I sat on a bee, which I didn't realize. It was in like a lawn chair, apparently. So I sat on the chair, and all of a sudden, my butt hurt. So I got stung. Is that why you hate? Lawn I was chairs like five. Sometimes? 
So I was like, oh my God, I got stung and whatever. Mm-hmm. I got over it. And then I got stung again. Uh, I was a teenager. We were driving home from vacation with the windows open. A bee somehow flew in the car and stung my face. So like, I've been stung in the butt and the face, but I still like bees. We had, um, bee, uh, bee But thankfully nest. I'm not allergic. We had bee nests in, in, in like the wall. My face did not swell up. We had, we had bee nests. I forget where it was, but bees were, the, the, the I don't like hornets. Now hornets we could discuss. Yeah, I was gonna say. And wasps. Yeah. But, I'm with you. but honeybees, they're alright with me. I had to kill a hundred bees. Bees got in that room. Yeah, and they I know. keep popping up in the window, so I would have to go yeah. in like every half hour, and the last bee stung me. Oh. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Well, my my aunt has beat you all. Uh oh. She was gardening in shorts, and the bees. Uh oh. Flew up her leg <gasps> and stung her in an unmentionable. Oh no! That's worse. Oh. Yeah, I, I think she might have had to have gone to the doctor for that. One. Oh, that's worse. Well, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's almost as well. Bad we as... were driving home from Canada when I got stung in the face, and I'm like, "Well, what do I do?" And I mean, I was with my my mom, so she was like, "Let's just pull over. We'll make some mud with like water, you know, whatever, and we'll just put a little on your face, which worked great. I mean, it took the sting right out. Like I was fine. Yeah, but yeah, it works really well. Chamomile tea. Oh well, we didn't have any in the car. Probably. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so the first time I, I interacted with you, I stepped on a dead bee. <laughs> Okay. When I was like five. Yeah. But like there was like no reaction. So like we never knew I like we just didn't think I was. Well, because did the stinger, okay. did you get stung by it? I, got, I technically like stung, I stepped on the bee. You stung yourself? Like, <laughs> stung myself. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so in high school, it was funny. Um, so like I got stung like on the tip of my left <laughs> pinky finger. And I was like, it was like midday on a Friday. How did and, that uh, happen? We, uh, we decided that we were going to go. We're, our, our family was doing our family trip to our family cabin in Yosemite. And uh, so the next morning when I woke up in Yosemite, my entire left arm all the way past my shoulder was swollen. Oh, no. So they were like, uh, hey, that's Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could solve with Canada. So anyway, just... so yeah, so we're like, oh. yeah, so I'm allergic, and uh, apparently, what they say is that it gets worse every single time it happens. Really? Well, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, allergies. You, you like say, yeah, the allergy gets worse. Oh so, no. I should carry an epipen on me, but I don't. You? Yeah, I was gonna say what you should Instead, have an I just run like a little girl screaming whenever I see this. <laughs> like literally, like I, I've been made fun of for doing it. It's pretty. I have, I have quite the reputation. Uh, that and I, how much I, I hate bees. Well, the, it, it comes down to do you scream like a small child? Like, for example, when um, I see maggots. Quite possibly. It just okay. depends. It depends on the bees falling. Maggots you know? can't hurt you. Yeah, tell that to me. Well, they're complete. They're gross, but they're harmless. So I, I've heard I just, this story. You've heard this story. This is a good story. And then we're going to start the show. Okay. We're going to start before the half hour point. Um, I'm sitting <laughs> in my truck, okay? And I am... Well, I'm laughing to see if anybody... I never knew Bob had a truck. In my truck. And I have, I have, I'm getting ready to leave, okay? Mm-hmm. To go... I think I forget where I was going. I don't think it was for work. But I was wearing jeans at the time. And when the window was open, I guess the, a bee flew in. And... I felt a tickle on my left leg. Oh no! Like a, a big, like a pretty. It wasn't like a bumblebee, but it was a pretty big honeybee. And I was like, "Are you like, oh no? <laughs> oh crap! Oh crap! What am I gonna do?" So I, I decided, being the man of action that I am, I take my, I take the driver's side door, 
throw the door open. <laughs> I literally like barrel roll myself out of the vehicle. Like literally like roll out of the vehicle. Like land on my feet, my hands, make a mat, like literally and just literally sprint from my truck to the house, unlock the door of the front house, <laughs> get inside, close the door, unlock the door and wait. Hmm. And is the bee still on your leg at this point? Because it's probably holding on for dear life. If it was, I, I, I was just running. I was just hoping that by the time. <laughs> but the funny, funny thing is, is if anyone watched it, it felt it was kind of awkward because I literally left the door open in my car. <laughs> No, this happened. This happened to my father once. I know I've told the story um, in some other podcast, but my father was outside. Now, it's in the driveway of the house Danielle and I are in now. So my father was outside in the driveway, and he was putting windshield washer fluid in my mother's car at her urgent request, because apparently she only had like half a tank left, and this had to be rectified immediately. So he's pouring... The, 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 the windshield washer fluid in is my mother's watching from the window, which I am sitting in front of right now, watching mm-hmm. this whole thing unfold. And he hears a noise and looks next to him, and our next-door neighbor's dog, this ferocious dog, I forget what breed the dog was, because I know nothing about sports, uh, music, or dog breeds, um, was growling at him. Mm-hmm. And this dog, you Is know, it like their fence? No, the dog was sitting right oh. next to the car. The dog got loose. So he's yeah. sitting there growling yeah. at my father. So my father... Looked at the dog, looked at the car, looked up at my mother in the window, looked back at the car, looked at the dog, dunked the windshield washer fluid in the dog's face, oh, and no. ran like hell. Because this dog, the dog, seriously, would have injured my father. It was a very mean dog. So my father gets in the house, slams the door shut. I survive, very mm. excited. My mother looks over at him from the window. You left my hood open. Yeah, tough. <laughs> you need to go outside and close it. No. Yeah. No. I think he you did. You can go, dear. Yeah. I think he did. I'd just like to know, I refill my own wiper fluid. My mother doesn't know how. It's really easy. You know what? I have the most trouble with opening the damn hood. Well, well, the, the, well that is the most impossible thing to do. Well, like on the Mini, as a Mini Cooper, the lever to open it, it's a really tough lever. Like, you have to pull the thing. You almost feel like you're going to break the, the lever because no, mine. it's mine. it just, like doesn't pop open very easily, so I'm always afraid I'm going to break it. And I'm like, okay, I guess gonna keep doing that. But When yeah. I went to get Mom from the airport a while back, I was driving down, and I hit a puddle, and the brake light came on. And I was like, ah, oh, crap, something's wrong with the brakes because I was in her car. And so I tried to do something. Oh, I thought, oh, the brake, you know, maybe the emergency brake's on. We never put the emergency hmm. brake's on. I thought, maybe the emergency brake's on. So I reached down and pulled the lever thinking I'm, Releasing the emergency brake. Oh, oh no. no. I the hood. Oh no. Oh, God. <laughs> so then I have to stop and get out of the car and find the release so that I can lift it up high enough to get it to it's go back close. Right, right. On it won't work. I could not find the release on that daggone thing for five minutes. What would happen? You, some... Yeah, sometimes it's difficult. Can you just jump on the hood at that point? Like if you, I tried. Like if you, would not no, a lot of times you, you, have, to be you have to open drop. it and let okay. it drop. I didn't, it know. Doesn't, yeah. I didn't know how you could do that. Uh, I tried. Mm. Not whooping. So I have right. a, a well, topic. Wait, should, I just, we, should we let Bob yes, start the show? Yes, we should probably start the show. Let Bob start the show. Let's start the show. Who made you late tonight? Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota, it's the morning show that really isn't 
Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, can't, I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning right, dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Then why were you doing Bob's I'm so there? sorry, Be Bob. Be woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Oh, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was kind of but it was Jim, what are you I doing? I had a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I'm drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. Ooh, that's going to be a fun party. Do you want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got, I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Hey, Ray, thought you'd have my back. It doesn't even have the fruit. <laughs> it's fracking cold here. I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup, because every week we do this, you're like, now, how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, he's he's slowing slow. down! We have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file. This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality. It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, my you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby <laughs> said one time. The McGorgasm? That's it's harder to say than mayoral. That's wicked funny. It's <laughs> the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. O-M-E, Jen. Bob is a boob man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. Wake up and smell oh, that, the food of choice. Well, well that, that's true. No, but I was like, okay, folks, that's that, that's in for the introduction. So let's go ahead and start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. 
Wake up and smell the smoldering remains of bees after I've used a flamethrower on them, Pilguidians. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning show, yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and I'm here at the Table of Awesome with some of my closest of friends, starting with my bestest friend, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get through that with a straight face. <laughs> Ask me how I am, Bob. How are you doing, Ryan? I think that's how the zombie apocalypse starts, Bob. The bees are completely removed from the ecosystem and, you know. I think we all die. We all die. Starvation because there's no food. Bees don't want to hurt you, Bob. They'll only bother you if you bother them first. Only except for the tarantula hunters. They definitely need to die. Well, some people would say that tarantula hunting bees are a good thing. Well, I don't have a lot of tarantulas. But I don't have a lot of tarantulas. Like, is anyone's house, like, steaming with tarantulas right now? Like, is this, like, like, can't we just, like... since I moved from California. Can we just have, like, don't ask, don't tell? Like, is this really, like, a thing? I used to have a pet tarantula. Well, speaking of pet tarantulas, we have our next <laughs> We are waiting to be introduced. <laughs> we haven't been introduced at all last week, so Sorry. I How are you doing today? Um, good. And I would just like to say oh that God. we have, um, a full line of pollinator-friendly foods where I work, and without bees, there would be no food. So, that's all I'm going to say, Bob. Right. Don't flame throw the bees! This is cute. This is like their first real fight. <laughs> Damn our 84% compatibility. <laughs> you and I are like 16. Damn it. <laughs> Speaking of 84% compatibility, we also have everyone's favorite Canadian, Scott. Scott, how are you this evening? I'm doing pretty well. I was running a little bit late, and now I'm wondering if we can get how much trouble we'll get in for um, dropping Nicolas Cage into our podcast, but you know. <laughs> Nicolas Cage? There's a whole scene where he goes, not the bees! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so not we need the to add bees. that some yeah, ask Scott for the sound clip, because what's going to happen is three weeks from now, Sue, I need the Nicolas Cage, you know, sound clip. The what? The what? The yeah, what? I know. The what? Not the bees! I will find it. I've never actually seen the movie it comes from, because apparently it's terrible, but, um, yeah, it's fun. All right. Speaking of... No, I'm not going to go. Speaking of fun! <laughs> Speaking of things that are not terrible, Aww. producer Sue. Sue, how are you? I am all right. I, I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought the podcast was at 5.30. I know why I thought the podcast was at 5.30, because Calvin's baseball game is at 5.30 tonight, and I said, I can't go. I'm podcasting. And so I got in and into my head that the podcast was at 5.30. So I was merely cooking quesadillas when Ryan called me. And I'm like, ah, hang on. <laughs> so, But I've turned off all the flames, so we should be okay. I, I won't burn the house down while we podcast. Yeah, we're in favor of that. Uh, don't burn anything down while podcasting. <laughs> right. And I so, want to give a shout-out to Kat. Who moved to Arizona today? Yay! Oh, yay! I know, and she had an In-N-Out burger that looked delicious. Oh, I have a story about your fat boy, fat fat guys. What's it called? What? Five, five guys. Maybe they maybe they should call it that. Fat burger. Oh, fat burger is amazing too. I never had that. We don't have these things out here. Locally, locally, I think it's like fat burgers are no are no really no longer fat burgers. Wait, some some of them are, I think. The story uh, I heard yesterday from a different podcast was that the 
Fat Burger in L.A. or near L.A. where they live is now serving alcohol. And mm. although he hates Fat Burgers, he stopped in because he wanted to drink while he was eating his burger. Mm. So they had a whole story about it. It was kind of fun. So not to interrupt this amazing story, but we have a breaking news story. All right. Okay. About Full House. <laughs> oh, my goodness. About oh, isn't that like a smackdown between the Olsen twins and John Stamos? That's yes, what I was reading this morning. Okay, so apparently Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen have claimed claimed that they had no idea about the series being reviewed. Like, they weren't told, like, how dare they not, you know, why didn't they tell us anything? But then John Stamos has come out and said, uh, that's bullshit. So, yes. Well, everyone heard about it. Like, we heard about it. You mean to tell me the Olsen yeah. twins don't have at least one person listening to Pope? Uncle like, Jesse put the smack down on their ass. Yeah. Well, He's like, hey, we may have been friends in the original series, and, you know, you gave me a little piece of wallpaper with a pig on it. He's like, but that's all done now. Which one of them looks like a frog? Huh? Which one of them looks like a frog now? The Olsen oh, twins. Uh, they kind of, they're both kind of weird looking. Oh, I got to say this. I hope they, I hope they uh, cast their uh, younger sister to, to be Michelle. Because that would be better. They have another. Oh, there's another. There's another Olsen. There's another Olsen. Yeah, she's going to be in the Avengers 2. I forget her name at the moment. Oh, okay. I think it's Elizabeth Olsen. She could cure cancer. She'll be Mary Kate and Ashley's younger sister. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got it, dude. You got it, dude. And we're welcoming Mr. Renna to the live chat. He's um he's tuning in to listen. Mr. Renna. He's giving me uh, feedback on our sound quality, which is usually atrocious, so that's that's. I helpful. think next time we podcast where you should wear the Razorback hat. I can wear it right now for all I care. Although it doesn't really fit. No, I have a huge head. Yeah. That's correct. I try, I try it on. It's got foam lining on the inside, though, so that it's not, like, you know, uncomfortable. Um, quick question. Yes. Uh, for you, Danielle, specifically, mm. because I thought the others have. Uh, well, actually, I know that Scott has, but have you played Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? No. What what would you play it on? Um, you would play it on PlayStation, uh, Xbox, or like the original ones, and then PC because it's an no, game. no, because I never had PlayStation or Xbox. I just have a Nintendo well, Wii. I you don't have your own Steam account, correct? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you a copy uh, on Ryan's account. Okay. Because Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, and pretty much every Star Wars video game in existence is currently on sale on Steam. Okay. Uh, it's like. Like ridiculously cheap prices. Like game uh Knights of the Republic is like two bucks. Its sequel is like two bucks. Uh does anyone remember uh X Wing versus TIE Fighter? Or am I the only gamer in this chat room right now? You're probably You're the probably the only gamer, gamer unfortunately. Oh, well. Okay. Those are some I remember iconic. that it existed. I never played it, but I remember Thanks, they Scott. they came out with the X Wing and TIE Fighter and all of those. Yeah. Those are now available on I used to play Dark Forces. That was my big That was um, a good yeah. Star That's Wars also game. on sale too. Um, so I recommend if any of you who are high on your uh, Star Wars stuff, thanks to Celebration or the Episode 7 trailer, and have an itch to play some good Star Wars games, this would be definitely the time to buy it now on PC. Yeah. Because, yeah, and it's it's awesome. But, you know, I want to send you a copy because I think that would be something interesting. I, I forget. I know you like Zelda. Yes. I was like is, one of my this favorites. Is of RP, this is more of an RPG of the story. Of, this is hands down probably, I would say the story in this game, the twist in it mm-hmm. is probably arguably better than Luke, I am your father. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. And Scott, you know what? You know what I'm talking about the, the uh, what that, that twist is, right? Or no? I believe so. I've never, I haven't played through the game to get to it, but I've read about it. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Well, it's definitely hands down one of the best story twists in all of 
gaming, much less in, in Star Wars media. But so is it like, um, is it kind of like single player? Like, do can you play? It's a, it's a yeah, it's a single player game. Okay, it's like an RPG. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I'll send it to you. It's two bucks if you like it. If you don't, whatever. Yeah. Give it a shot. So, but anyway, so I just wanted to because I'm excited about Star Wars right now, and I'm like, people should play more Star Wars games because it's the prequel to Star Wars: <laughs> The Old Republic, which is what we're currently playing on Puvla Plays. Which Scott, we need to do another Puvla Plays. Uh, we haven't done one for this. Yeah, Scott. Scott asked to not podcast next Monday so that you guys could do that if you have Monday off. I do not know until Wednesday. Yeah. May the 4th, that is right. Oh, yeah. Is anyone doing anything for May the 4th? I mean, not that it's like really an actual holiday or anything. Be only be saying may the force be with you to every person I see and watching Star Wars when I get home from work. (laughs) (laughs) And clocking out halfway through. I'll make Ryan watch it. I don't care. Well, I got into such a fight with my coworker the other day about Star Wars because I was like so excited with the trailer. And he was like, nah, it's just a trailer. It's, you don't know if the movie's going to be that good. I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be great. And he's like, yeah, everyone said the same thing when the prequels came out. Look at those. I'm like, yeah, um, those prequels, they're like, even the previews did not look as good as this preview. I'm like, the main difference is we have Han, we have Chewie, we have Luke. Like, we have all the real characters, like, coming back. Like, it's such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Like, it just fe- it feels yeah. different to me. It feels like, it's, I don't know, it's going to be better. We're hopeful. Yeah. And then we just went on a rant about Jar Jar Binks and how he was the worst, worst character ever. I just realized we're, we're bringing, yeah. wasn't, but you know, we're bringing back Han Solo, Chewie, and Kimmy Gibbler. Well, not in 2015. Not either. in the same movie, but in like the same God, period the same of time we are bringing back. Well, okay, if we're going to talk about this, this is actually kind of old news, but I'm totally excited about it. Like, Sue, you know about this because you're a fan of Arrow, but, uh, uh, Stephen Amell, who plays Arrow, uh, or John, uh, John Oliver, no, not John Oliver, uh, uh, Oliver Queen and the Arrow, uh, <laughs> has been cast as Casey Jones, uh, in the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the movie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whoa! I forgot yeah, they're well, remaking that. No, he's having so much fun. Nice. Yeah, he's posting pictures, and I'm like, is it, was it more possible to love Stephen Amell? I was like, no, I love him more now. <laughs> he's now in he one of my favorite childhood IPs. Person. Well, isn't he, like, great with his fans, too? Oh, he's yes. super great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I almost kind of feel bad about liking Flash more than Arrow, but that'd be for a, a Flaro, uh, <laughs> Flaro exchange episode that we could... Flaro we call it Fla- I did Flaro finally see Flash and Arrow. Huh? Oh, you did? Nice. I did finally see the episode very this cool. last week's. Um, it was very good. But anyway, the reason... I know, I was like, it's, I can't wait for tonight's Flash. Let's just put it that way. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on with that. But as not to spoil those who plan on watching those series, um, what I wanted to say about the Stephen Mill and Turtles thing was that uh, that they have conf- that the studio has confirmed that uh, fan favorites Rocksteady and Bebop from the '80s cartoon will be making an appearance. Will be in the actual uh, Turtles Two movie, which is exciting cool. for Turtle fan. Okay, <laughs> yeah, for Turtle fans, <laughs> so, <laughs> I can tell you're all super excited about it. <laughs> Turtle powder. I'm excited about no I, I might actually yeah. see the movie. I know. I have to say though, when we watched when we watched it for your um, childhood movie pick, Bob, I like loved. I loved rewatching it because like I hadn't seen it in so long, and I used to watch that, those movies a lot, so it was fun. Yeah, I'm just glad they're actually going to be using actual Rock City and Bebop instead of 
having to use Toka and Rezar, which were clearly created to avoid having to pay royalty fees. Oh, and they were, yeah, and they weren't really, yeah, they weren't really they weren't good. That no, they weren't. They, cool. So how is everyone else doing? Really? Hold on. What's up? I was washing eggs this weekend, and I watched Arrow first, but then I ran out of things because I had to wash 30 dozen eggs. No. So I watched How to Train Your Dragon 2. That was really fun. I haven't seen those movies, but I heard they're yeah, good. I, that one. I actually heard they're good. I've seen the first one. The first one was really good. The second one is apparently yeah. just as good, which is rare for sequels. Yeah, right, yeah. But, right. Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. It. it was fun. Cool. What else have I, I been watching? No, you're, you're, no, you're, so you're, you're, okay. you're a little quiet. There's something Scott, you can tell because he's been acting a lot, has like a little bit of a hoarse voice, so he sounds like like the wise elder community. Yeah. <laughs> A show I want to plug, which I've been watching uh, this last weekend, um, I've mentioned it a couple times, is 12 Monkeys on uh, Sci-Fi. Because Sci-Fi is, is, is doing a mea culpa and is apologizing, apparently, for playing you know, wrestling. I know. I'm like, they played wrestling. I don't understand that, but whatever. So they're trying to get back to their sci-fi roots. So they're, they're critically acclaimed series, which like 17 people are watching globally. They're renewing. So, uh, it's coming back for a second season. It's a great time travel series. It's, it's really well done. There's great continuity. So I'm about six episodes into 13 so far. And when we started watching Firefly. Yes. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm addicted. I need, like my Malcolm fix every day, and Ryan, I'll come home, and Ryan's like, "What do you want to do tonight?" I'm like, "Um, watch Firefly. Like <laughs> that's all I want to do." <laughs> we just watched. Have we, you not seen it before? Well, we started it, and then this was years ago. We started it, and we just stopped. Like we just started I dating. Don't though. really know why we didn't finish it because it's really good, and it just we just never finished it. So we just watched the one. You know, we just watched the one where. The ship broke, and they needed like this one specific part to fix it. And he sends the whole cast, uh, the whole crew off into two shuttles. And cast. he stays. He, I know the whole cast. He stays on. He stays on Serenity um, in the hopes that you know someone will come by with the part that he needs, which someone does. But then he gets shot, and it's very dramatic. That was actually the only. That's a really good episode. Point in yeah, the you get to so see far. the backstory of everybody. I was like, that was kind of weak the way they did it. And I know behind the scenes there was a lot of issues because they didn't have a huge budget, so they wanted to do all these creative things, and a lot of it just turned out to be using Western sets, because it's all they had, so that they had to make some sacrifices, but it was the only time, I'm like, you know what, this scene, I think they needed, like, another hour to get it right, um, it was the the point in the scene where, um, if you, I'm sure everyone's watched it a hundred times, where, um, Mel needs the part to, to, um, to, is it Mel? Mel. Mel. It's Mel. Mel. I knew I it's said Malcolm. Mel. I'm sorry, I said Mel. I'm like, it's Mel. It's Mel. Um, Mel needs the part to save the ship. So, um, the, the, the quote unquote bad guys pull up and they say, we have your part and, you know, no weapons. And he says, I want to see the, the part before I open the door. So he opens the door and the guys pull guns on him and say, they're going to take the ship and they shoot them. So he pulls a gun back on them and they go from about to take the ship, which will presumably get them a lot of money to just slowly backing away and flying off. And it, it seems. I'm like, like there are five of them and one of, one of him. I was like, yeah, shot. he has a gun, but like, yeah. That seems, yeah, like it yeah, seemed a little. Gun. No, he has no, a little gun. Nope, no, he just has a little. He has gun. like a just like a little. And he's gun. like almost like passing out from blood loss. It just seemed a little like, or just wait outside for him to die. Like it just seemed a yeah. little. Yeah, I wished it was more of like maybe they were just like 
one on one or two on one because they were like five on one. Or he should have shot like three of them. But really, the whole episode awesome. was really good. Yeah, I, mean, was, I have no real complaints. That was the only point I have where I was like, hmm. Nathan Fillion just looks so young. Because we're watching Castle too. We're watching Castle now, where he's much well, not much older, but he's older. I guess Zoe was so on. Different. Zoe was on an episode of the Castle, which I don't remember. Zo- oh, was she? She was in one in uh, Jane. Well, we uh, know Adam Baldwin was on one. It was fantastic. Adam Baldwin is legitimately nuts. Awesome. But he's like, I love him. He's awesome. I love him. He's like a cheap. I know he's nuts, he's but nuts. I love him. Yeah, he, he's he, um, he, he's, he's out there. He is great. And if you if you're listening to this and you love Firefly and you love the character of Jane uh, played by Adam Baldwin and you haven't seen Chuck, for which I name my cat after go watch, to watch it because it's basically what would happen if jane became like an nsa agent like and that's basically yeah, it's freaking great the, the 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 plot same character oh, just, were we were we gonna just dis- were we actually gonna discuss firefly once it, once we finish i forget yeah. was yeah. that what it is okay so cool we'll about firefly when we get finished cool i can't wait because i can't wait to finish it so excited. But it does make me very mad at Fox 15 years later for screwing It's a, You know what? It's such a great cast. They just, they, I, I love it. I love Firefly. I just want to clarify. But I've had an interesting conversation. Actually, it wasn't that long ago with a friend. And the debate that we had was basically, if Firefly had remained on the air, how long would it have been before it jumped the shark and wasn't became, it became not as special as it was? Mm. I get. Yeah, yeah. Like, was it special because it was only so many episodes? Because it was only what thirteen? Would they get thirteen? Yeah. Mm. Because it's like, how many ideas can you have before, like, you know, you run out? Yeah. Well, it depends. Well, which is yeah. Stuff in the ground. Which is interesting, given that we're going to be discussing um, memories of the memories of the future, because it's kind of the same thing where it was like. We have this great universe, but how much good stuff can we actually write? Because Star Trek, because Star Trek did very well, you know, for the next generation, you know, it basically, they weren't going to cancel Deep Space Nine or Voyager. That was never in the cards of the early seasons. The thing with Star Trek, which most fans would kind of agree, is it kind of sucks in the beginning. You have to stick with it and eventually it gets better. Where you can't have that on TV today. No show gets a season to to find a slate. If you don't find your legs in the middle of the first episode, you're canceled. Yeah. And and it's just on a TV. Um, now I know for Firefly they had like a seven episode arc, uh, seven season arc planned. So I, and I don't know how it ends. So I don't know what they do with the movie. I don't want to know anything. You know, we'll get there. But I, I, I know with like the original Star Trek back in the sixties during that they got that third season. And in the, and the, the behind it was the scenes, all over the place. behind the scenes, the executive producer changed over and the new guy just didn't get it. And the, and the network didn't believe in them and they were cutting the budget and you can't do this. And Gene Roddenberry's trying to do product placement and it, and it just, they, they pulled the plug on it and it became known as that wonderful show that that awful network canceled and it became a thing. Mm-hmm. You, you wonder if. You know, because Firefly got canceled, people look back at it and they say, oh, this, you know, that, that show was great. But like Bob says, if it had gone four seasons, like, mm, season one was probably the best. But mm-hmm. right. then you have more episodes, so you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard It's hard to know, you know. Yeah. They didn't get the time. They, so. they apparently did have some ideas, but who knows how well that would have translated to the next season and the next and so right. on. Right, yeah. Like the, right. the movie is supposed to be at least like three to five years after the end of the first season. So, Well, the other thing, too, is when, when you look at TV, most of what what they decide to renew and what they decide to cancel, sometimes it has to do with just how much they believe in a project, how much they don't want to piss off a, a you know, producer, you know, keep the show in the air or I won't develop another one. There's a lot of that. Like, I know there's a thing right now 
now in the CW where they are trying, there's like a renegotiation of the CW's like licensing agreements or whatever. So they're trying to get as many shows pushed through the syndication as they can. So they're like renewing shows for third seasons before the second seasons have even aired. Like, which is just really weird stuff for TV. I know there's a show on the CW called Jane the Virgin, mm-hmm. which is very... It's actually lo- pretty funny. It's very low-rated, but because the lead actress won some type of award, they got, like, good press coverage from it, so they renewed it, and mm-hmm. the ratings are below other shows, which they canceled, which are argued. So it's weird. Some shows just have the... You know, they're on the right network at the right time, and mm-hmm. everything else sucks, and they get the second season, and then... You know, something goes their way and they get the third season. And since we did three, let's do four. And all of a sudden, this show that has terrible ratings got 88 episodes. And you've got Firefly that just, they screwed it up every way imaginable. And then said, oh, look, no one watched it. So it's not not fair the way they do it. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, It says in, um, I can't remember if it was actually in the text of the book or one of the podcast episodes that I listened to from Memories of the Future. But he talks about how... Um, basically, that first season was locked. Like, Gene Roddenberry mm-hmm. had one of those agreements where, like, you will not cancel this season. We get a season, and then we get to keep going. Mm-hmm. Or I won't write whatever else he's writing. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. without that, he's like, we might have well been canceled by the fifth episode because the first few were not so great. But you have to keep in mind, too, they don't care how bad the quality is. They care what the viewers are. And actually, I don't know how I know this. I know during the first few episodes, the viewers drop, but not terribly. Then they started picking up again. But there's still a few shows now that have those things. Like Michael J. Fox, that's a comment nobody watched. Oh, uh, that wasn't funny. He got a 22-episode deal, and if they didn't air all 22 episodes or something like that, they had to pay out millions of dollars unless they aired them all. Yeah. So that's why some shows just never get canceled. It's because yeah. they, they come right. out with those agreements. Well, um, I mean... They just did one for sometimes, Coach. Sometimes it works out. Back. If you look at Cheers, because that finished in dead last place mm-hmm. the year it premiered, and by any other standards we have now, it would have been canceled. But then canceled. it went on to have 11, Seinfeld, 11 seasons. They picked Seinfeld up for four episodes. Yeah. No show has ever gotten four episodes. It's like a minimum of, you know, whatever, eight. Yeah. And then I got four, but... um. Yeah, and, well, the other thing with The Next Generation is Next Generation was um, syndicated. There was no network that it was on that was trying to interfere. It basically... Really? It got... Yeah, because the the deal is is that it basically got sold to to local TV stations to air. Originally? Next Generation, the whole It didn't have a certain network that it aired on? No, neither did Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine... Deep Space Nine aired on um, WLVI... 56. Yeah. Um, Saturday nights at 7, but elsewhere in the country there. It would um, air on whatever. Like, nights. it didn't. Oh, wow. Like, okay. um, Babylon 5 was syndicated. Some, some that just seems unusual nowadays. It's always like now networks have shows. Networks have Well, no, the deal now is that most. There's not a lot of those hours left. Oh, um, yeah. Sell yeah. Because they sell to the CW yeah. or they're licensed to someone else. I mean, there's now there's 50,000 networks. I just read the other day that Yahoo is doing TV shows, which hmm. I, I knew they were doing community, but apparently they're doing, like, all this other stuff. I don't know. Which, Weird. Which yeah. I didn't know. It's like you're like the number four rated show on Yahoo. It's like Yahoo has shows. It's, no. Everyone's so getting into it now. I, I think well, it's. I want to plug a, a real quick podcast here. Um, if you are a Star Trek fan, you need to uh, listen to this week's episode of Star Talk Radio. Because they, in, and I will mess up his name because I always do, <laughs> but they interviewed um, George. Takei? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's right. Takei, like Tupei. Like, uh, mm. Yes. 
um, on it, and it was really, really well done. So if you like Neil deGrasse Tyson and oh yeah, Star Trek. Actually, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I will do that tomorrow. I loved. Mm-hmm. I followed George Takei on Facebook. The beginning of what they have on their feed, and it's interesting because the mm-hmm. first like thirty or forty episodes all say. Um, April 28th, 2013. So that must have been when they like transferred something over to stuff. <laughs> but, Cause there's a whole bunch of them that supposedly all came out on the same day, but you can tell that they didn't. That's totally like Puffle. Yeah. And, and they have, I mean, they have big Star Trek roots in there. They've got some great, including Guinan. I think they interviewed Whoopi at one point. Cool. So, and, um, I'm pretty sure they interviewed Leonard Nimoy hmm. and Nichelle. Michelle yeah, Nichols. yeah, Michelle Nichols. Right. Yeah. So there's some there's some great ones if you go back to the very beginning. Too. Mm-hmm. They start with like John Stewart, I think, or he was one of the very early yeah. ones that I listened to. Yeah. He and John Stewart have uh, a friendship or a working relationship or something. They they go on each other's shows a lot. Hmm. So. Yeah, well, this one, it was John Stewart had just done a book, and they were talking about that and stuff. But um, but they've had lots of interesting ones, not all of them with people I recognize, but you learn some neat things. Yeah, yeah. I, it's one of my standards. I listen to it every week. Cool. And the one that I, I like that. so much that hasn't been on lately is Will Wheaton's... Uh, Radio Free Burrito. <laughs> He's been really busy and hasn't had any in, I think, about a month. No, I actually uh, had a question. I know Will Whedon um, published a blog entry, I believe it's a blog entry, um, within the last few months about uh, his own depression. And one of the things he mentioned was that he just found it difficult to get back to work because we're going to be talking about Memories of the Future Volume 1 tonight. Like in, during his podcast from five years ago that we actually listened to when we were in Oregon with Sue. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Herbie would like to say hi. My cat oh, Herbie has just jumped Herbie. up next to the uh, microphone to say hi. Um, he mentioned that basically part two was in the start immediately. He was going to get yeah. to work on it and obviously never came out. Did he not say that, like, just due to, you know, issues he was having, he just had difficulty getting back in? And- I don't know. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then other things sort of took off. And he just hasn't gotten back to it. I hope he does, just because it's it's a very amusing read. <laughs> but um, he's got he he's got so many projects going at any given time. Mm-hmm. So yes. <clears throat> oh, and I have. A, and yeah. he was just he was I, just on Big Bang again. He was on uh, was a couple weeks ago. He was on. Yeah. Big what Bang was again. the movie he was in? Was it Stand by Me? Stand by Me. Stand by me. Oh, yeah. come on. I, I, you, have you not seen that movie? I've not seen that. What? I've not, when would I have seen Stand By Me? That's a classic. I did not. Herbie's glaring at me right now. Like yeah, because he can't believe you haven't seen Stand By Me. And he can't believe I'm not feeding him. Um, we have a question from the live audience. I have three cats. Like I have three cats. A, uh, a movie pick that we need to do. Apparently it is. I mean, it's got a, it's got like a young Jerry O'Connell in it. I mean, it's got a, it's got River Phoenix. It's a good movie. Which yeah, movie is this? Huh? A Stand By Me. Stand By Me. Hmm. I don't know if I've seen that either. Yeah, it was. I I believe. Oh my goodness! Will Wheaton was in it before before Star Trek. Um, he was younger. I was like four. I I know, but that's like saying you've never seen any '80s movie because you were only this many years old. I mean, you see it after the fact. Yeah, but it it never. Really? No. 
Well, I never finished Firefly either. Well, I know, but I'm just surprised. Wait, I had Kiefer well, you're working on that. Well, at least There's Sue and I have seen it. There's at least two of us. Mm-hmm. No, I just have to tell this. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Richard Dreyfus or Richard drove in it? I no, Dreyfus. Okay. <laughs> she, she got a little soft there at the end and I had some. Okay. Do, we're, do I need to turn myself said. back? Oh. I'm being told that by Mr. Renner that Family Guy also did a parody of Stand By Me, but I actually haven't seen yeah, Family I think they Guy did, yeah. since the I think I've episode. seen that one. Which yeah. is in poor taste. Yeah. Just in poor taste. Um, oh, I just have to tell a quick aside story here. Um, Herbie, my cat, who, when food is entered into the conversation, becomes the squirrel from Christmas Vacation, uh, is going to the dentist tomorrow. So his yeah. most favorite thing in the world is food of any type, as long as it looks like people food, because he thinks he's a person. And his least favorite thing is being put in his cat carrier, for which he will claw your eyes out. So tomorrow morning, when it is time for me to normally feed him, I will instead place him into a cat carrier. Yeah. I'm going to be killed. Yeah, we're going to die. I'm going to be killed by this I cat tomorrow. I you how to do it without any trouble at all. Should, I, me, should we scruff him? Because that will be Like hold him by the scruff and tried, lower him in? But we tried the scruffing. Hold it. him by the scruff. Yeah. You want to pick him up with the scruff hold right now and see if it's worse? so that a lot of his weight is, is suspended. Put your hand under his butt so it's not as right. cold. What's he weigh? He's what? He's, um, no, not, no. He's, he's, uh, eight, eight and a half pounds. Yeah. Scruff him because what happens is when you scruff them, it causes them to go into almost a catatonic state. That's how the mamas carry them. Yeah. And it almost like puts them to sleep. That's what my vet does when he pills them. Yeah. He holds them by the scruff, supports their butt, and he can pill, pill them really easy, medicate them really easy because... They're just sort of like, yeah, Bleh. yeah, so, like we're going to actually, you know. yeah, we can feed him as late as what? Ten, nine. I believe it's ten, right? Well, nine's in five minutes. Or it's going to be ten, ten whatever. Go, so yeah. we can feed him as late as 10 o'clock tonight. So we're going to kind of like load him up because I feel bad. He's going yeah, to have no, to Sue, I hear everything you're saying. Him. I hear what you're saying, but what's going to happen is I'm going to scruff him. He's going to bite me. I'm going to scream. There's going to be blood everywhere. Danielle's going to pass out. He's not a fighter. He's more of like a... He'll claw your eyes out. Squirm. Flail. Yeah. Flail, yes. yes. Yeah. Then he'll sob the if entire I way. If I get so Alex in the cat carrier when he's got both legs around the door and weighs <laughs> double what yours weighs. I know. I think we I can We can manage. One of us will hold the carrier upright and the other one will just lower him in. When he sees, oh, this is going to be a blast. Yeah. He's going to hate us. Basically, he's going to hate us. It's going to be a sucky morning, but oh well. Yeah. He needs to have his teeth clean because they're really bad. They're really placky. You know, he needs it. So, And he'll be out cold most of the day. He'll be, you know, under anesthesia, so he won't remember. Poor buddy. I know. Well, I'm a little nervous, too, because the last time we had to bring a cat home from the dentist was the Danielle's like, I have the cat. I'm like, that's great. I'm driving with a kidney stone. Drink your water. (laughs) I will. Drink lots of water. We have some uh, reports from PUFO members at large this week. Um, because Dave has apparently been having adventures. Dave had a gen adventure tonight. Now, my understanding is mm-hmm. he got a popcorn kernel oh. stuck in his tongue, and he tried that to squeeze so it out. How did it get stuck in I his tongue? I don't know, tongue? but he somehow pushed it in, and oh. then the tongue healed around that, it. That's how I want to know, is how he actually got it pushed into the tongue. The tongue healing around it, I can understand, and it's probably starting to abscess. Yeah, oh my god. 
It's like a, that's yeah. see that's like something that would happen to Jen. Yeah. And the thing is, when Jen when Jen was here, she basically was telling us how popcorn is the single worst food you can eat. I mean, like how how her doctor was like, oh my god, no one in the world should eat popcorn, and this is why. It's just diverticulitis, doesn't <laughs> it? The thing is, like, I've heard horror stories from other people who have gotten kernels like lodged in their intestines, and like it, it's bad. I'm sure, Profo Dave is on board mm. with this now. I know. Well, isn't there a thing like what? somehow it can like pop inside your intestine or something? Isn't that part of the like what you did tonight with the um, with the dried ice? Oh God! Oh, I pulled. I had my own Jen story today. This is actually good when she almost blew the house up. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. So I get um I get a meat share every month. This is my third month getting it delivered to my house, and it's like locally uh, raised, humane, humanely raised uh, meat and pork. And they deliver once a month, and because it's getting warmer out now, they put dry ice in the bag. So I take the dry ice out. I've never in my life, like, had dry ice in the house at all, so I don't really... You have to be careful. I mean, I know you can't touch it. I mean, I know that. But they had it in a little... Yeah, it's bad yeah so they had it in a little bag. Little did I know, I really should have just put the bag outside and let's just left it and thrown it out with the trash Guess tomorrow. what she did. Get, oh, wait, wait, wait. Guess what she did. In the refrigerator? No, no. Scott, you got anything? No. Mm. Not really, no. Did you, right. I, did you uh, add hot water to it? To yeah, it? I dumped it down the sink and ran hot water. Oh. Um, I had I had instant smoke effect, which was kind of cool. Which was kind of cool. And then, so I, I stopped running the hot water, and I a few minutes went by, and I looked. And, like, now it's kind of a clump of what was once cubes is now kind of a clump. Mm-hmm. And it's sitting, like, kind of right on top of the drain. It hasn't gone down into the disposal. But it's now frozen up the rubber around the disposal. It's all rock hard. I'm like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> so, like, then it all fell down into the disposal. And I'm like, oh, no. So we looked up, like, YouTube videos of people putting dry ice in the disposal and, like, running water and turning it on, and it, like, basically explodes. Not, like, it doesn't, like, ruin the disposal, but all of it just, like, goes up in, like, smoke. So I was like, oh, God. So I put on gloves, and I reached in and got out whatever, like, whole cubes were left, which there were actually only, at that point, like, three cubes left, and they weren't even very big. So I put those in a bag. And then I just ran hot water until there was no more like vapor, which it pretty much it pretty much like dissipated pretty quick. But I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it was that dumb that I put it down the sink. Well, she was being very calm, and I looked over and she's googling help. I, I know. I, I didn't tell him anything, and I'm googling like, does dry ice melt? Like, I have no idea. And I'm like, why are you googling that? Did you turn the water on? I was like, look at the sink, and I turned the water on. It's just like smoke everywhere. It's gonna be expensive. <laughs> we do that when, yeah. when you think I had a child want to have a volcano cake for his birthday. Yeah. So the parents made this volcano cake, and we put dry ice in it, and then added warm water and yeah, had it erupt. It was yeah. very exciting. Oh, so you didn't do like the baking soda and vinegar thing. Well, you can't do that with a cake because wow. you're baking soda and vinegar all over your cake. That's so true. That would that would be gross. <laughs> yeah, it's not nearly as good mixed with chocolate. No, no, no. Well, now I know better. So when I get my delivery next month, and the little baggie of dry ice is just gonna stay outside. <laughs> well, then I'm reading like, do not put dry ice in an enclosed container; it will explode. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> what do I do? 
nasty stuff. Yeah. Pretty funny. Uh, I, once again, I, I work for a nondescript uh, grocery <laughs> store. Um, I had this lady who had all these kids, and these kids are like, like, Mom, let's buy dry ice. We want to play with dry ice. Oh. And this lady had not a clue what dry ice was. Wait, you don't you don't so sell it, do you? You, ha- you We do sell it. Really? Um, you have to be, in the state of California, you have to be 18 to purchase. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, to purchase uh, dry ice. And it's pretty funny. She's like, so, like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm trying to mind my own business. And I, I figure they're just, like, she's not going to buy it. Right. She's like, I like dry ice, please. And I was like, mm. okay, uh, sure. Uh, and she's like, how much do you sell it? And go, I get all the information. And she's, then she asks, is it harmful to handle it? Oh, my God, like, yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. She says, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. It's instant, In fact, like, to, freezer. Yeah, like, there's nothing ice about it. It's yeah, kind of like, so yeah. There's no, there's no water right. in it. And she's like, oh. And I was like, yeah. And in fact, in the state of California, you have to be 18 to buy it. And she's like, oh, well, never mind. I don't need it then. Wow. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Good for you. And well, because um, <laughs> it, it's something like minus how many degrees? It, it's an insane, insanely cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, you don't want to it, touch it with your bare hands. No. That's a bad thing. That's why I put on, like, gloves before I reached into the... I mean, that much, at least I knew. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to touch this because I will lose a finger, yes. but... Um, yeah. So if you were to touch it... It would freeze. Like, you're, you'd get probably get would, frostbite right away. Immediately. Yeah. It's you so know, cold. You know that, that movie that you like with the kid with yeah. the tongue stuck to the pole? Oh. Yeah. Basically that. Yeah, it'd be bad. Very bad. The so. ironic thing is that while Dave and Danielle have been having Jen adventures, Jen has been having a wonderful day. I know. Go figure. I know. Go, go figure. Her kids got knighted. Her kids got knighted and they rode horses and they learned a, they learned about beeswax. Damn it. They learned the value of bees. Yay. Yay. That's oh funny. I got to go to a Quidditch match this weekend, last weekend. I still don't, oh, yeah. I don't understand how that works when you're, you know, you're what are you, run, run around on, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, was, you stick a broom so between your legs school, and run. Yeah, the local high school decided to have an, an event. They're having a Harry Potter week, and they actually had a Triwizard Tournament as well. And I got such a kick out of the lady because I said, so can you tell me about the Triwizard Tournament? What are you doing? And she said, oh, well, we're having a maze. And we're having an obstacle course, and then they have to find their friends. But we're not going to put them underwater. We're just going to hide them in classrooms. I'm like, mm. good to know that you're not going to actually put them underwater. Yeah. but Because um, you don't have stasis charms. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they decided they were going to oh, have this Quidditch tournament. And they basically what they said was, if you're a senior, you're a Gryffindor. Ravenclaws are juniors. Slytherins are se- uh, seniors. Nope, senior, That's junior. Right. What's the next one down? Sophomore. Sophomore. Sophomores and freshmen are Hufflepuffs. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Someone had, you know, somebody who knew me sent me a message and said, hey, Sue, this sounds like something you'd like. So I said, okay. And then I wrote back, can I come in robes? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, whatever. So I was the only spectator there, aside from two moms that were in the audience. I walked in in robes and hat. The freshman girl fell on her butt. She was laughing so hard at me. And (laughs) they had uh, folding chairs with poles stuck through them with hula hoops attempted to be taped to them. They kept falling over. 
Hmm. They had two little kids that were the snitches that were supposed to run across the playing field and only the seeker could catch them. And if they went out of bounds, then you couldn't touch them anymore. Well, the first kid got slammed into a bench and hit himself in the head, you know, as they tackled him. This poor, you know, these kids were like eight against these high school kids. Yeah. But they had a really good time. It was really fun to watch. And Hufflepuff, yes, won. Woohoo! So they caught the snitch both times. Very nice. And won their tournament. Of course, there were only two Hufflepuffs that showed up, so other people from other teams played on theirs. So I don't know how Hufflepuff really won because it wasn't their people that caught the snitch, but that's what they said. And I had a good time, and I got to go out in my robes and hat, and so it was fun. Very cool. Yes. Yes. And they played on on mops because the <laughs> rooms were too dangerous and so they made the kids oh my god that's, that's funny why are you more likely to trip off a mop than a broom? i don't know i don't get the because they were like really thin aluminum handles and they were afraid the wooden broom handles would be more dangerous oh okay but several splinters you could get splinters and they slipped and slid all over oh well it's a little weird so something Something we should um, get should we, down to our yeah. review of um, Memories of the Future by Will Whedon. Now, it covers the first 13 episodes of the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation, which premiered in 1987. Yep. Uh, when Will Whedon was 14 years old. I know um, if you are able to pick it up, it's $5 on uh, Amazon.com for Kindle. And uh, if you go in uh, iTunes and other podcast uh, catchers, there's the Memories of the Future cast, mm-hmm. which will be even released around the time the book came out, which has coverage of all of the episodes as well. And he gives some excerpts from the book. So it's, it's uh, not like an audio version of the book. It's not an audio version. It's a good discussion funny. of the episodes. <clears throat> and if you're um, a fan of Star Trek, specifically The Next Generation, you'll know that the first season was kind of like the... the it almost screams like pilot, like the whole season, like <laughs> the whole first season just is, it, it, it doesn't feel like any of the other. Well, because Bob, probably, you're the one that most recently yeah. may have watched the first season, right? Because you were, yeah, re- you're, you were watching, yeah, yeah. It's for me, it's been a, a couple, yeah, several years. Well, my first reaction was this. don't start Star Trek with the first season of the next Yeah, generation. you always say that, but I feel like, you know. Yeah. Or take there a, is character building that happens that you know, but there's so much awkwardness in that first well, yeah. season, and more so than I think it most shows in their first seasons. Mm. First season fan edit or something. Yeah, yeah, you do down to six episodes. Just put all the material together. He could. I mean, and I mean, admittedly, they had huge shoes to fill because mm-hmm. now granted like oh, yeah. the original series it's not like the original series like every episode was a, a, a success or a smash because it wasn't they were really bad episodes on the original series too but um it's just it's such like i don't know it because of gene roddenberry too is still the one writing it i just think there was such pressure and such expectation um that it was going to be great and just to clarify, he was producing it. He didn't do oh, right, most, right. most of the writing. Mm. But the, the thing which is weird is it came out after uh, Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. So which is a great movie. The original series is off of you know the nostalgia from the 60s. They just did three great movies. The, the, the movie that just came out was the one where the characters were most human, most funny, most fleshed out. And, you, and then you come out with this series, which is pure 80s. 
you know, it's very politically correct. It's very, I think, muted. It's, you know, it's very philosophical. Funny that you say that because there's like the racist and sexist episodes. It's not really that PC. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's like they went the other way. But it's, it's like even like in the discussion of them, they didn't set out to do an episode about racism. They just had a racist director who cast. Well, it was very unfortunate the way they did it. Yeah, he cast all the black people as the black guys. But um, it it just, it was like this, and like, instead of Captain Kirk, who's the swashbuckling action hero who sleeps above the women, you have Captain Picard, who likes to call staff meetings and surrender a lot. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it it, it felt weird, like 20 minutes, like monologues, like I could have been on the show in the first season. Um, it just, it, it was a weird first half of the season, and they, and unfortunately, Wesley Crusher took the brunt of the. Well, that's why I think it's yeah, it is great. Sad. I think it's great that Will Wheaton now, twenty years later, is like, you know what? People hated me and my character, and the problem is they didn't differentiate between Will Wheaton, the actor, and Wesley Crusher, the character. They were just like, we hate you. He got hate mail. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, which that's really tough for a fourteen-year-old kid, like just you know, constantly being shit on by fans, right. and then the like he even says at one point in the book the producers or the directors if you know half the time we're treating me like I was a prop and just yeah. like grabbing him by the arm and just you know sh- yeah shoving him where they wanted him in the scene it's like they weren't treating him with respect and I think it's great that this many years later he's like you know what I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys what it was like from my perspective he's incredibly funny he's incredibly candid and he's just able to poke fun at himself and be like Damn it, I'm, I'm annoying myself watching this, but um, I just think it's great that he owns it now. And he's just like, hey, you know what? I, you know, I don't care. I, I mean, I never was annoyed by Wesley Crusher. I well, actually liked Wesley He Crusher. actually says it right. It's like picture Jane Radcliffe in Sorcerer's Stone when he's doing that thing where he's closing his eyes. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, when he's, I think it's when they come back from the, um, from the zoo, and he's just getting shoved in his claws, and he's yeah, I'm acting, so yeah. I must close my eyes. It was like magic that yeah. line that he has. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you have to picture. Not only can he no, not compare act. him though to like the later films. He's, oh, yeah. he's so different. But he he even says like in a few scenes, like he's like, why did I do this? Why didn't mm-hmm. I like I'm like I'm not even acting in the scene. I'm just you know I'm just yeah. looking. So so you have to picture you know the kid or the robot is like the, is the stupid character who's on the show that that everyone just gets annoyed by. Um, so you've got the, you've got this annoying kid. Why is he on the bridge of the Enterprise? And he's standing next to Patrick Stewart, who's mm-hmm. a world class actor, and he's just d- flubbing all of his lines. Well, which, and Picard, like, of course, hates kids. Yeah. And he's the captain, so he must right. be right. And, yeah. and, and it's compounded by the fact that the that kid is very the, unsympathetic yeah. to start with. He is. Yeah, he is. Well, that's the we thing. I like him every time he does a log entry, and then as soon as he interacts with someone else, it's like, wait, what? Yep. What happened to that guy? Right. Yeah, he's a jackass, and he surrenders a lot. Like, right. where is Captain Kirk? <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, but... Well, like, he is French, after all. Oh, yeah. With yeah. an English accent, so go figure that one out. Okay. Yeah, exactly. the English French. Yeah. I think my favorite is, um, there's an episode with Q later in the series where Q is, like, impersonating, um, like a, like a floor, like a flower delivery guy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, he knocks on the door where Picard's fighting with his woman. He's looking at the card. He's like, is there a Gene Luck picker here? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Well, that's the thing too. So, I mean, we get we get Q introduced right in the first 
scene, really, in the first season. And I mean, I have to say, like, I I mean, I love Q. He's one of my favorite um, recurring characters. But not so much. Like, in the first, he's got that weird headdress and that costume that he's wearing. Well, that's the thing. Q's so over the top in the first, you know? Well, I love how... um how Will Whedon just, you know, references in that first episode where, where Q puts humanity on trial in the first ten minutes, and it's like, it's all the leftover characters from Time Bandits yeah. to the round. <laughs> no. And after a while, even Q is bored yeah. with the dialogue yeah. and just lets them all go because he can't take the scene anymore. I know. And it's like this horrible yeah. thing. Well, Q is the character because they love having John Delancey on. After, like, his 20th episode, he's, like, he's having marital problems going to Captain Janeway for advice because it's like they've, they've gone through all the other plot devices. But um, he is so wonderful in the. It, I, I've always enjoyed Q and John Delancey, and I actually have an audio book which is buried, so I don't know which one it's called. Oh, it's called. It's just called Q. I can't remember. Anyhow, it is one of the funniest stories I have ever. You know, I used to, and it's on cassette tape. So I'd put it in the Walkman, and I'd be janitorialing at work. <laughs> People would be coming out of the classrooms and going, what is going on, Sue? Because I would be in there laughing my head off because it's completely just about Q. <laughs> nice. And he's having, you know, problems with this and that and, and family. And so it might be called Q in law. I don't remember. But and I think he reads it. <laughs> and it's just he. Yeah. Well, he's he just grows on you. And yeah, he's yeah, so, he's he, so he has such great comedic time. Well, that's what's great about um, Memories of the Future is. You know, as I'm reading it, um, I, to me in my head, I'm just, I'm just hearing Will Wheaton say all these things. And so, I mean, what's great is like, it's so him. He's just giving you his honest thoughts. It's hilarious at times when he's like, Making fun of his own character and the sweaters and the tight well, pants, but I also never had a chance. I know, and I also <laughs> love like, um, I love how he pokes fun at the holes in the writing when he'll be like, oh, and here we have Troy passing Riker for the first time, and she, like, calls him Imzadi in her head, and, like, oh, we know that there's some background story, but it's not going to pay off for seven or eight more years, and blah, 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 and I'm like, oh, my God. It's until he gets war- so, until Riker oh, yeah. for warp sloppy warp seconds. sloppy seconds. He's like, that's just awkward. I'm like, yeah. It was awkward. That's the pretty time awkward. And, like, um, you know, kind of poking fun at, Troy's inability to do anything useful when it's really needed. It's like, oh, what's wrong with Captain Picard? And she's just like, I really can't say. <laughs> she's, no, <there> were- <laughs> she's never useful yeah. when you need her to be. There are places where it would be a perfect time for her yeah. to have the conversation. Well, and no, no. There's six episodes yeah. later on where she's actually not on it. And they almost wrote her off the show, but for some godforsaken reason, they brought her back. And it's uh, like, she's just a t- because that's the, that, it's the 80s. You have to have your therapist on the bridge. I know, with you. and she has to have a sexy suit on. Like, she can't wear a uniform. I love the episode. Because they forget that just because you're in the main cast, because you have to remember, this is a starship. There is actually no opening credits to, in, in this universe. This is just people's lives. Like, there isn't like a main cast and like secondary characters are all just on a ship. And you forget that just because people have a rank, they're not in the command structure of the ship. So I love this episode that comes up, I think, the fifth season, where there's an emergency and they're all trapped on the bridge, just whoever happened to be there. And and they and there's all these line officers who have experience and they've been in battles. And they're like, well, technically, Counselor Troy is the senior officer. I'm like, she's the therapist. Well, remember, she, she, yeah, yeah. Remember she, has to pass, she has to pass the bridge test. She hasn't done that yet. Right. I she, know. 
She you know has what, to at some point. You know what really grinds and my she, gears? Yeah. Then I'll shut up and let Bob talk about Memories of the Future, guys. What really grinds my gears is in that episode, she's a lieutenant commander, like mm-hmm. Data, yeah. right? Why wouldn't Data be the commanding officer? No. She passes the freaking test and learns something about herself as a person. Yeah. Because she basically, to pass the test, you just have to order a holographic character to commit suicide to save the ship. So she passes the test, and now she's a commander. Mm-hmm. And now she outranks Data. Yeah. You mean Data never took the test? Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't let him. They probably wouldn't let him. Because he's, he's an Racism. android. Racism. No, that was the whole episode. That's a fantastic that's, second that, season that's episode. That's a fantastic but episode. We saw it in theaters. Yes, we did see it in theaters. Did Measure we? of a Man? We said, no, we didn't see it in theaters. We saw it season one. It was season one. We saw uh, one of the episodes discussed. We saw Where No Man Has Gone Before, right? And uh, Data Lore. In the theaters. Neither of it. And everyone just, like, clapped when Picard said, shut up, Wesley. I I clapped. Everybody clapped. That was me. I know. See, at that point, I had read this book, and I kind of felt bad. Yeah. But it's funny, because I, I have it up on my Kindle while we're talking, and I'm looking at it, and it says, Commander Will M. Riker. There's a, there's an L missing out of the middle of the word. I'm like, who is this? I'm yeah. Like, William Riker. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think the version we Well, have our version is like, yeah, our version of the book is so, where has I got so this. many typos in it. You um, got it from me. Just random capital letters. I don't know where you yeah, got it. Yeah, no, from it either. does. It, yeah, it has random capital yeah. letters. Like, I think it's. Like just, numbers in the middle. I don't, like the page I don't think numbers we show have the, the official version. I feel as though we should all go out and give Will. We, even we should really give him $5. Actually, no. I, it came somehow, I don't know how I found out about it, but somehow in my internet journeys before I met you guys, I saw that Will Reaton had written this and it was something that he was offering. And for oh. $10, you could get it as a PDF. And I told my mom, this is what I want for Christmas. And she got it and it came as a PDF, but I couldn't put it, I couldn't read it anywhere except for sitting at the computer. And I was doing other things, and it was driving me nuts because I wanted to be able to read it, but there was never a good time. Yeah. And then finally I told Ryan about it, and it was after we had gotten the Kindles, and he's like, oh, well, can you send it to me, and I can, you know, make it into something that will go on the Kindle, and and then you can read it, which is how I finally was able to read it. I had it for years before I read it because I couldn't. I couldn't well, get it to open, right? Yeah, shortly after we had it and was able to read it, Ryan told me about it, and I actually read it before before Ryan. Like, because once I started reading it, I was just like, "This is this is so funny!" Like, I just have to keep I have to keep reading it. Um, like, this just makes me laugh out loud the way he sometimes just describes everything. But um, oh, yeah, and he's very. Um, it's hard for me in my mind to take Wesley Crusher, the kid. And Will Wheaton, because he uses words like cock block and yeah. words, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, this doesn't, wait, this is wrong. And I know. Sort of throws me out, but that's part of the funny part, too. Is exactly. You don't expect those kinds of words coming from Wesley Crusher. Well, exactly. I like that Will Wheaton tells it straight, because he's like, you know, a lot of actors, I'm sorry, a lot of directors just completely used me as a prop. Cliff Bowl was the worst example. I know! He's Cliff just like Bowl was a big-time guy on Star Trek. They named the Bullions after him. Yeah. Like the, and they, he's the like, that guy was the worst. And then this other guy, you know, this wasn't supposed to be a racist episode, but we had a very racist director. This was his name. And I he know. passed all the... Yeah. 
All the, he really, all the he villains are black, actor, black actors, and it, it ruined the episode for everybody. But I mean, he's right though. A lot of the early episodes were rough. They were they were redos of original series episodes, and they were poor redos. Poorly I mean, done, like the naked now. Oh, it's oh, just so bad. Yeah, it's well, it's almost yeah, it's almost funny because you go and seriously, that you want this character to have a chance, and you have Wesley get drunk and take over the ship. Oh, I know. And that damn drunk engineer pulling out all the, like, what are they called? The iso- isolinear, isolinear chips. chips. Which made absolutely no sense. And then Wesley's like, even though I'm drunk and, like, 14, I know someone who can put them back in time. Data. Like, he's the only one that can think of a solution. Well, then you even have the ship's problem. chief engineer saying, it would take weeks to do this. Yeah. Wesley's like, I can just do it in your well, head. Well, because at the time, in the early... First season, they didn't have like a chief engineer yet, right? They did it. What they had, it's, right. he talks about it in here. I, I, I'm blanking on the actor's name. Biff Yeager. Biff Yeager was in a couple episodes. He was in, uh, I know he was in Day of the War. He was in Where No Man's Gone Before. I think he was in another one. And I believe the actress since passed away. He was on Sequest, I believe. For yeah. Couple years of Sequest. Well, I guess he really wanted to. And he I, he organized a, a a writing campaign, but for whatever reason, I think they like delayed one of the episodes or whatever. So all the yeah. letters saying he did a great job arrived before the episode yeah. aired, so they knew he. They was were like, "Yeah, it. dude, no." So they it pissed them off, so they didn't hire him. But yeah. they had a couple more. They have um in an episode coming up. The, it's Tashi Yar's last episode. Uh, blank. I'm blank. Did she exit season one or yes, two? Season one. Season one. She, I was never crazy. She leaves very Tashi. very early. On. Well, you know what. I think her character could have been good. The problem with it was all the characters suck in the first season. And I feel like she like yeah. she had stayed. But there was no... Her leaving let Worf do something. Because there wasn't room he for talk, two... He talks about that, too. Like how she... Both she and Worf had terrible arcs in the yeah. first season. But yeah. Michael Dorn stuck it out and become became this beloved character. Oh, yeah. On to the next series and so on. And Whereas she left because nothing was going very well. Right. And that's right. all that she gets now. And, I mean, I think she definitely, I think she regretted it at some point. Cause she came back for, like, a few She came back in season episodes. three. She came back for a little bit. Um, and then is another character. She came back as Tasha in season three and in the series yeah. finale. And she's back as um, an alternate character played by. Well, I'm glad, like, Worf stuck it out. Because, well, he was on Star Trek you know, for 11 seasons. His makeup eventually gets right. great. His makeup in the is unfortunate at first. It's not good. But, like, eventually they get him, you well, know, look, almost, like, by the time he's on DS9, I mean, he's just great. He's almost he's a token a character. character. In the, in the, he's not in great in some of the movies, but, like, I feel like on DS9 he's really well, good. Well, no one's really great in a lot of the movies because yeah. a lot of them are terrible. Yeah. But he's an interesting character. Maybe downside to reading this is that I notice some more of these things that Will has snarked about than I that I wouldn't have just watching them. Yeah. Like, um, right. mm, yeah. I thought, you know, Farpoint was a pretty good episode. And um, e- even The Naked Now, I just watched not to, I guess, yesterday. And it, I didn't notice some of the um, the terrible plot holes that he yeah. pointed out. So, but then um, thing, things like Poor Worf, it's like the, the warrior Klingon gets knocked out with one punch. Yeah, I know. The other thing is, I know it's so War, true, and he War, can't hit anything. Worf like, needs granny glasses. Watch yeah. any Borg episode where Picard says, "Target that tractor beam and fire," and he shoots like Australia. Like, yeah, he completely misses the yeah. tractor beam. Uh, um, I know. I there, think uh, there's a scene in uh, if you wa- I know he said in in, the, in it was an awful episode. It was um, Lonely Among Us, the one where Picard is body snatched and no one does anything about it, mm-hmm. even though it's plain as obvious that he's been body snatched. Um, the guy who played the chief engineer in that episode, for whatever reason, 
they didn't have him for filming later in the episode, and they needed him in the background of a scene. I swear, they stuck him in this chair by the warp core and stuck, like, a wig on a mop. Oh. And, like, so when you look wow. over, you see the top of his head over the chair. It's like he's not really there. They just, I don't know why they didn't get an extra, but they, like, if you see yeah. him in the background, it's just, it's just a head. Like, I think, do- like, I don't know, in terms of, in terms of just, like, enjoyment for me, that I think the funniest... Or my favorite um, episode that he describes is where no man has gone before um, because of the traveler. And so, like, he's just, um, that's the one where you have that kind of odd traveler person and he wants to talk to the captain alone. And yes, and he's like, so the the traveler tells Picard that Wesley is special. Yeah. Pissing right. all over everything. He's like, he and a few like him are the reason I travel. Okay, that's creepy. And, um, like... Travel for little boy. Yeah, and he's like, and Picard has the unique ability to encourage Wesley without his mother knowing, of course. Seriously, that's really creepy. <laughs> like, when he's just, when he's, like, describing the whole thing, I, I just think it's so funny. Um, because, again, like, watching the episode... Like, I, I probably thought it was a little weird when I watched it, but I also kind of liked, like, the Traveler, I kind of liked the actor. I didn't think mm-hmm. he was that over-the-top creepy. He's but now when I'm times. reading it, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, this is kind of weird. Bob, have you finished Next Generation? No. Okay, I don't want to spoil it, but there, there's an arc to the Traveler story that... Well, comes- I know, he eventually picks up Wesley. Yeah. Yeah, Wesley eventually runs away with the Traveler by the oh. end of the series, yeah, which is awkward. I've, I've seen enough of the series to know that, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of awkward. And, and, and I believe Beverly's advice is pack a sweater in case yeah. it's cold. So, <laughs> it's bad. I love this one. He's like, he's like, Wesley totally holds his hand and gives him the extra uh, boost that he needs to face. Oh, <laughs> it's so awkward. It, it it's was, so funny. And that was actually not bad. That it was, wasn't that bad when I I know, really. It really, it was. Like, I'm looking over the terrible. list of first episode. Like, Encounter at Farpoint, the only really good scene in that episode was DeForest Kelly. Oh, in his final uh, television performance. He yeah. did movies after that, but that was yeah. his final TV performance. That one was awesome. Um, Naked Now was pretty bad. Code of Honor was terrible. Last Outpost, Picard couldn't surrender fast enough. Uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before with the Travel. I thought it was pretty good. Lonely Among Us, awful. Justice, awful. Because the crew needs to go on vacation, so they beam down to a world oh, which God. doesn't they, know about... Is that the one with the Edo? I believe so. Um, mm. the, with the people running around yeah. skimpy well, underwear? one of the yeah. highest ratings yeah. in Will's book. Well, yeah, because, because he, he's never <laughs> seen that many boobs in his life. And like, if you remember this episode, yeah. Wesley, because it's the planet that has, like, one, cr- has one punishment, punishment for so everything is death. Yeah. And he trips over, like, a planter something. He lands on a newly planted plant. So they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Because he right. tripped over. And now, they've already violated the Prime do, Directive do you, by ruining... Do you remember Wesley's great line? We're Starfleet. We don't lie. That's actually a line in the episode. And we don't lie. I'm sorry. I, I have to nail the delivery. I haven't seen this in 15 years, but I can still do it. We're Starfleet. We don't lie. Because people really talk like that when they're about to be put to death. So there's... So 14-year-olds might. Right. The, the battle... Good, was 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 pretty bad, but the thing was, he talks about how the season just goes so slow. The battle is awful because the battle is the Ferengi, who are the worst villains ever. Oh man, the Ferengi were so half bad. Picard's old derelict yeah. ship, and they're going to give it back to him. But there's something on the ship that will torture Picard's mind because the ship was 
like lost in a battle in which mm. the head Ferengi son was killed, this whole thing. They they show up. Now, in, if this were a modern Trek episode, like in the later series, they would beam over at about the two-minute mark, and they would be getting the plot going before the opening credits. It's like the second act, and they still haven't beamed over it, but they're still talking about the impending beam over. Mm-hmm. They have a meeting about the beam. Like, it's it just it was so slow, I can't recommend it. <laughs> Haven, uh, Loxana Troy's first episode, so it's only funny because she was in it. She's great. And Troy, actually, Deanna is, makes an ass of herself. Oh, did you, did you so, skip her? Fun to watch. Hiding, Hiding, Hiding Q. Q. Directed uh, by Cliff Ball, so Wesley got abused on that one. <laughs> Wesley, I want to say, gets stabbed through the heart. Oh, no. I want to say... one where he gets bayoneted? Yes! See? Not Look bad. Look and that. that's also the episode where they want to show what Will Whedon will look like at age 24. <laughs> so they cast... That one. They cast... They cast, like, a guy from Baywatch or something. I can't remember who the hell they put in, but they're like, oh, that is not what Will Whedon looks like at age oh, yeah. 24. Riker gives Wesley his greatest wish, the gift of being 10 years older, turning him into a barrel-chested, blonde-haired, blue-eyed dreamboat. <laughs> and I think he... I, I, I don't know how else to put this. I actually think he gave... He wanted to give Worf something nice. I think he gave him a whore. Like, literally. Oh, like, that was his gift. Oh, like, it was a very strange episode with strange themes. The Big oh. Goodbye... You know, Klingon yeah. appears, anyway. Yeah, The Big Goodbye... Bye, wonderful episode. Um, probably tied for with another one for be, for best of the season, and the, the only one that got an A in the book. It was excellent, excellent, excellent episode. Oh wait, and we have to discuss real quick when you're talking about Haven. So that's the one with the episode them. that starts with Riker in his quarters, where he's been watching two holographic young women play harps. He's watching porn, like weird porn, like. Like I don't porn, get it. We're like guys. Boy. What's the thing where guys like Will watch says women worst, in high heels? Worst sexual metaphor ever. Yeah, it was. A, it was. No, yeah. he's just got his playlist going. That's all. It's a concert that it's he's watching. Playlist. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it oh, and Troy is is betrothed to like the doctor. Oh something. yeah, 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 yeah. And Loxana comes aboard the first lady of Star Trek. Well, the thing that kills me is the big goodbye was wonderful because it was this awesome uh, holodeck episode, which had like you know the theme of like the holodeck will 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 kill everyone on board if if Wesley doesn't save the day. So it's got Wesley saving the day. It's got the holodeck will kill you. Mm-hmm. And it's got like, you know, basically those themes become the most hated episodes of future series because it's done to death. But this is the time, this is the, because this is the first time it was all new. It's got the A. So yeah. I think it's funny if this episode aired later, they'd be like, oh God, not the damn holodeck again. Yeah. Um, because it was so overused. In Data Lore, I think, has a couple of good scenes and Brent Spiner gets to roll with it, but it's actually not that great of an episode because the crew look like idiots and Wesley saves the day. Well, Wesley saves the day is the theme of season one. And let me look into later on angel one, the most sexist episode ever. The binary episode was very good. Too short a season. I seem to remember was, was pretty bad when the boat breaks, I think was pretty bad home soil. Um, you'll only remember is the episode where they use the line, ugly bags of mostly water. Uh, remember that one? I remember that. Coming of Age was good. Heart of Glory. Uh, Klingon episode, Arsenal of Freedom. The crew is under attack by shampoo bottles. I'm not kidding. Um, Symbiosis was the AIDS oh, episode. Symbiosis. Was the Ooh. AIDS episode. Uh, Skin of Evil. Um, Tashiar is killed by a oil slick. Again, I am not kidding. Uh, we'll always have Paris was actually very good. Conspiracy was probably one of the best of the season. And the neutral zone was just a fun episode with a guy with a banjo. Mm-hmm. 
So the the first half of the season, I think, was god awful, and the second half it kind of improved. Yeah, he gave Data yeah. Lord D. He didn't give it a good grade. Well, at one point, Beverly's on fire. And he's like, maybe next week we'll be better. Oh, it's Angel One. Never mind. Angel One was That's bad. That's what he says. That's the one where... <laughs> That's what he says. And Riker is like, just has to like not wear a shirt because the women like to see chest hair or something. And <laughs> Troy has to leave the away team because she has breasts. Oh, it was geez. just very strange. It was mm. a very strange episode. Yeah. I like his um, wrap-up for the book, though. He does, like, the old-time radio thing. Yeah. Next time on Memories of the Future, Riker wears a sassy outfit. <laughs> Humans are revealed to be ugly bags of mostly. <laughs> John Tesh wields a Klingon paint stick. Wesley learns that drugs are bad, okay? All that plus the Mannheim effect and an alien slug conspiracy that has to be seen to believe. You won't want to miss a single turgid page of Memories of the Future Part 2. That is actually Which never true. came out! Oh, yeah, we'll come out of it. Bob, did you have a comment on chest hair? Because no. you were going to try and end the podcast, weren't you? I was, actually. Bob, you've been very, qu- you've been very quiet tonight. Have I been talking too much again? It's a start. No, no, it's okay. I'm actually, I, I'm starting to feel not all that well. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Bob. It's okay. It's not your guys' fault. So, anywho. Now, if you're in the, just real fast, if you're in the live, I just want to make a little announcement real fast. If you're in the live chat, um, keep an eye on the forum and Facebook tomorrow. Um, we may have... A, uh, a podcast announcement tomorrow. Ooh. So uh, keep an eye on things. We, we may have a uh, an announcement sometime tomorrow, so just keep an eye on, on Facebook and, and the forum and everything, and you'll see it there. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, all I'm allowed to say. Almost. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go and watch the big goodbye because that sounds like it'd be an interesting one. Oh, it's a, it's a great episode. The, the only thing is, there's a scene where Picard just trying to explain where the car is. Oh boy! And like he's basically, I know you can't see Danielle can see me. He's going like this a lot. Like he's trying to like make a box, like mine it. He's like automobiles. Like, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've only seen the first three, so I'll have yeah. to catch up the rest of them. But. It's pretty good. I do like his comment that, you know, this is the first of 51 million holodeck malfunctions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never forget your first time. Always malfunction. All right, Bob, guess I here before you fall over. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. For those of you who join us in the live chat, we hope you enjoyed uh, hanging out with us here at the Table of Awesome. And for those of you who are listening to the recording, we hope you enjoyed it as well. From all of us here at the Perfect Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I've been Bob. I've been Ryan. I'm Danielle. I'm Scott. And I'm <laughs> And we'll catch you guys next week, or for those of you who want to be there for the special announcement, probably tomorrow, because uh, there's a podcast element to it, right? Yeah, we're stream element to it. Uh, yeah, well, we're not sure how it might work. Sue's running this one. We'll do something tomorrow around like six thirty-seven Eastern time, most likely. Gotcha, and you're definitely not going to want to miss that. Keep an eye. Until then, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, just keep an eye on Facebook and the forum. Yeah. Okay. All right. It'll come. All right, It'll guys. Know. We'll catch you guys whenever you see us next. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye. 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 Good night, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.